It's time for the Mean Streets Podcast, presented by Full Moon Barbecue. For the only podcast with an inside look at Crimson Tide basketball all season long, turn to the Mean Streets. Britton Johnson and William Galloway take you from tip to buzzer with complete coverage of the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team. Here's your host, William Galloway. Let's go, BJ. It's tournament time. You are headed to California. I don't have the money for that, so I'll watch it on my couch. But we've got our sixth seed, and we are headed westward, and we will take on the winner of Rutgers, Notre Dame, in California on Friday at some point Friday. We will figure that out soon. How are you doing? How excited are you for March Madness and Take it from here. Man, I, I'm so excited. Uh, obviously, last year uh, for Selection Sunday, that was probably probably one of the better days of my life uh, coming off that uh, conference championship win. But it was just a different feel because of the bubble. And so you didn't really get to fully uh, enjoy, oh, man, where are we going to go play? Like, what are, like all these different aspects, all these different variables that come with the tournament, that make the tournament uh, – Truly, in my opinion, the best postseason in all of sports. So uh, just really getting to be a part of it this year in a full way is just so exciting. And, um, you know, this is what I grew up watching as a kid. So, like, I, I was the nerd that, like, had a bracketology binder that was, like, studying the RPIs and the BPIs and all these analytics as to, like, who I'm going to pick. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of getting to be on the other side of it where you're actually competing in, a, in some way. It's just it, – it's a thrill. Well, I just finished off my one bracket and uh, I was eating a sleeve of Thin Mints on the couch and I've kind of thrown in the kitchen sink. It's so hard when Alabama's in there because obviously you want to pick them to go all the way. Um, and with 68 teams, 67 games, trying to pick upsets, trying to overthink it, not overthink it. It was just kind of um, spill Thin Mints on my chest, let them kind of drip down. And I was just saying, whatever, we're just going to, we're going to any, mini miny most some of these games, um, and hope for the best, not for my bracket, but for a great tournament. And obviously trying to get Alabama to go all the way. Britain last year, as you did say, it was a little different. Y'all went from Nashville straight up to Indianapolis. You knew where you were playing. Um, take us back to that last year and kind of do the pros and cons of, you know, we were talking before we started recording, y'all had practice today, and then you watched the selection show you knew you were in. But kind of fill us in on the details of what happened last year more specifically, and then this year, uh, did y'all have like a pizza party, any Dabo Sweeney type situation? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, last year, uh, I mean, the schedule is pretty simple, right? We uh, played in the SEC championship game. We uh, celebrated, you know, I think one of the, things that I remember from that is just how long we stayed on the court after they said that that's the longest they've ever seen like the SEC officials have ever seen any team from any sport stay on the court celebrating a, a championship after the fact so that kind of speaks to how much that meant to us and and how close of a group that was so uh and then after you know all of that we finally you know take all your pictures do all your celebrating all that and you get back to the hotel there's probably like an hour hour and a half um maybe even two I think we get we get back we eat um I remember I was like 
Coach, you know, all these all these gifts are coming out, all these videos come out. Did you really say that? Uh, and uh, he can neither confirm nor deny on how he reacted to us winning the title game. Um, and, uh, you know, then we kind of cleaned ourselves up, uh, got ready for Selection Sunday, uh, watched it. And, and ironically, I think, you know, we were talking about this before. We were like the last team that got announced. I mean, so we obviously we knew where we, we were in and we knew we were either going to be the last one seed or the first two seed in all likelihood. And so, um, but sure enough, we were literally like the last team because we we're on the bottom of the, the last side of the bracket. And um, what Kentucky was I mean, today. Correct. And uh, so that was, I mean, just kind of this waiting, you know, the cameras trained on us whenever we get called. And, and so, we learned who we're playing. Obviously, <laughs> Rick Patina. That was a that was a battle, and uh, and uh, yeah, we shipped on up. So we had to be packed at this point. So we were packed by Selection Sunday, and then straight after the show, we bust up to Indianapolis uh, to the bubble. Um, so that was hectic, crazy day. Uh, Did you put day. yourself in position to be seen by the camera? Because I think I remember seeing you up on uh, like was, the front right I was or the front left. The closest, yeah, I was the closest person in my UGG slippers. Was, That's what I, I thought. There, so, hey, yeah. I've got I've got my house slippers on right now. I, I will say this, yeah. I mean, you got to, but I, I will say this. I just kind of happened to sit in that chair, but once I noticed where the camera was, I definitely didn't shy away from uh, being in that spot. So uh, that was that was all fun. So kind of fast forwarding now to this year, obviously in a different position. We would have loved to still be playing today. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and so we we got yesterday off. We finally got back from Tampa Friday night, got yesterday off. Um, and then today we had a good practice, a lot of skill work, a lot of shooting, um, really just focused on us. Um, and, yeah, and then we kind of got ourselves cleaned up, watched the selection show. Uh, unlike last year, we were, like, one of the first teams announced. We were on the first side of the bracket. I think we were, like, you know, fifth team announced or something like that and so um we didn't have to wait long to hear our names called obviously that was we that was there. helpful i was able to post the picture to mean streets twitter and instagram before the first commercial break so that was good yeah and uh we were kind of the, the talk of the room was oh man where obviously you know who are we going to play but also where are we going to end up uh which was not a conversation last year you were going to be in indianapolis or in an adjacent city so um Hearing, seeing San Diego, California, I've never been to the state of California. Um, before going to Seattle to play uh, Gonzaga this year, I'd never even really been to the West Coast in any capacity. So uh, just kind of speaks to how basketball has been able to widen my horizons. And um, so I'm, I'm very excited. The weather's going to be great. You know, you're thinking about are we going to be in San Diego or are we going to be in Buffalo? So uh no offense to coach Oates and and what would have been a great homecoming in a sense there uh I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about the weather option uh in in San Diego uh so that'll that'll be a lot of fun um yeah I'm I'm excited so uh it should be a very fun week of getting ready to play obviously we're playing one of these first four teams so we don't we know it's either going to be um Notre Dame or Rutgers who are two really good teams they've both beaten really good teams Rutgers obviously has had some really strong wins throughout the year. Uh, Notre Dame beat Kentucky, uh, which we failed to do. So, uh, you know, those are two really good teams. We have to really prepare for that. And then, you know, if we're fortunate enough to win, that's when we focus on the next team. And, and obviously, 
being in a the same bracket as Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech, that's a that's a tough uh, tough draw in a way, but it's it's really exciting because I think anyone who's watched us play, obviously we've beaten Gonzaga, who's the number one overall seed. Anyone who's watched us play knows that we are capable of playing at that level, you know. So it's not a question of oh man, are they able to do it? It's more of you know are the shots going to fall this day or, or whatever. So it's really exciting because it's like, man, let's be world beaters. Why not? So uh, I think we're excited for the the week and hopefully weeks to come. Yeah, Britton, we're going to talk uh, a lot here in the next few minutes about this West portion of the bracket specifically, which I think is the most difficult. Uh, you've got a team in Davidson that you've lost to. You've got the number two seed Duke, uh, which arguably Tennessee could have been a two seed. That's neither here nor there. It's up to the committee. Um, another team that you lost to Memphis, a team that you beat Gonzaga. And so, you know, common opponent, common opponents all the way around. Uh, but before we talk about the West, before Davidson we talk about the well. bracket, do what? So Davidson is in there as well. It's yeah, Davidson at the 10 yeah. seed, right. And they're taking another on Michigan Davis State. Team. I've got Davidson over Michigan State in my bracket. Obviously, you do not have a bracket as an NCAA athlete, um, yeah, but that's something you have had before, as you mentioned, with your binders and such. Uh, and I like to eat thin mints and, and pick my bracket on the couch on my iPad. But hey, let's let's take a quick rewind and talk about what you learned. What did the team learn uh, in the loss to Vanderbilt earlier this week? And what do you take and what do you leave from that game going into Friday's game? versus Rutgers or Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, obviously a very uh, frustrating loss on a lot of fronts. You know, you go into that week, we were really confident. We felt really good that we were, you know, set to make a run. You know, I made a couple of tweets, like, going to be a fun week, Bama fans, and I got, I got some nice feedback after the we lost the first game we played in, um, which, which I deserved. I very much deserved that. But, um, you know, I truly believe I told the team this we're trending in the right direction right now. And it sounds completely opposite of what's going on. It's like, Oh, you've lost three in a row. There's no way that's what's going on. But you watch the way we were playing defense and um, you know, we, we fouled a lot. We got, we got a lot of foul calls. Fanny got a lot of foul calls as well. Um, but I think that first half of that game was one of the best halves we played all year. We didn't necessarily make a lot of shots. We didn't shoot our free throws. Great. And we're going to have to do those things if we want to go far into the tournament. And we know that. But in terms of defensive intensity, playing together, I think we we really had a fantastic first half. And I don't think there was a huge drop-off in the second half, to be honest with you. I think – and this isn't me at all blaming the refs. You know, we shot 34 free throws. We shot a lot of free throws too. Uh, but in terms of the flow of the game and our guys getting in foul trouble, I think that did serve as a factor uh, – and kind of messing up our flow in the second half. And again, I'm not, I'm, I'm very careful when I talk about officiating or refereeing. Uh, I'm not blaming the refs. I, we fouled, we, we messed that up. Uh, but it just changes the flow of the game, is what you're saying. That, that's kind of my point. Yeah. Like we, we kind of got taken out of our flow. And, and anyone knows when you're in foul trouble, you can't guard quite the way you want to or as physically as you want to. Um, and so obviously, when there's a player as good as Scotty Pippen, uh, who's great at getting downhill, great at drawing fouls. He's the best in the country at it. Um, it was it was tough. Uh, and so, you know, on the bright side, we did a lot of things really well. And, you know, that's something that in the moment you can't even think about because you're just like, man, we lost. But 
in hindsight, like we out rebounded them by 18. That's a tough team. They rebound the ball well. We out rebounded them by 18. I remember a lot of conversations that you and I have had uh, over the past few months talking about our rebounding problems. Like that is something that is we haven't really talked about much in the last few weeks because we've gotten so much better at it. We're the best offensive rebounding team in the SEC, and we've improved steadily defensive rebounding. And so um, that's such a good sign in March because if you can't rebound in the tournament, you're going to get smoked. You absolutely are going to get smoked. So, um, again, you leave that game with a lot of frustration because we weren't going there to win a game or win two games. We were going there to win an SEC championship, and obviously we came up short, very short. But at the same time, I think we saw again, like, man, we're on the brink of doing something really special, like something that's never been done at this school before. We just got to fix a couple of details. We still turn the ball over too much. That's still an issue. We were kind of loose with the ball. That's why we did a ton of skill work today because, um, I mean, I, I think anyone who's watched our guards play knows how skilled those guys are. Um, it's just a matter of us being tight and us being smart with the ball. And, and um, you know, all that is to say, I think it bodes well for us this week. And I know uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast has kind of become a theme of like, oh, overly optimistic Britain coming in and giving us these takes. But I, I genuinely believe, like, as frustrating as that loss was, that's, that's a good Vandy team. And that's something that we've said the last month or two. Jerry Stackhouse has done a tremendous job with that program. They gave Kentucky a fantastic game uh, in a very different game stylistically. Like, so it's, it speaks to the fact that they can play all different kinds of ways. Um, they just kind of weren't healthy throughout the year. I mean, if they were healthy throughout the year, they probably would be at least a, a very strong bubble team. Um, and so that was a that was a good bandy team. Obviously, when we're at our best, I'd like to think we're we're a better team. But you know, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. We got to make our free throws. We had a really poor free throw shooting performance. We got to make our layups. We were about fifty percent on at the rims when we're usually a seventy percent team. And so it's little details like that that kind of make the difference in these games. Um, you know, in the regular season, you can get away with more bad performances and this stuff, but it it really tightens up when it comes to postseason. And so. Um, I think all our guys kind of realized that if they didn't know that already. And um, it was a great learning lesson. Side note here, if you had told me two years ago that there's going to be after the 2022 SEC tournament, four coaches uh, get fired or leave, really five get fired or leave, take new jobs within four days. Um, Jerry Stackhouse absolutely would have been on my list at Vanderbilt. And obviously he's not on that list. Coaches from Florida, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri. Um, this is all completely unrelated, but I would have guessed that with the job at Vanderbilt being tough, it would have been Stackhouse. But that goes to a testament of what you were saying is he's doing a phenomenal job. Scotty Pippen Jr., obviously a great player. Nonetheless, we're in the tournament, so we're looking forward to what's going to happen and not so much reflecting. Uh, just wanted to pick your brain there, so I appreciate the honesty and the truth. Britain, the eight locations for the tournament this year, San Diego, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, uh, Fort Worth, Buffalo, Milwaukee, Greenville, and Portland. Um, if we had it my way, we'd be playing in Greenville because I can drive that. I cannot drive to San Diego. So as I said at the very beginning of the podcast, I will be watching from my couch on Friday, whether that be Friday afternoon, Friday evening, or Friday night. Um, what's one thing as a fan? Back when you were a fan, your senior year of high school, did you love so much about this week and especially these first two days of the tournament? I mean, can everything be the answer? I 
these are Thursday yes. and Friday specifically. I mean, this whole first weekend, but Thursday and Friday specifically are two of my favorite days of the year. And, you know, when you're kind of in school, uh, you know, I don't think it'd be a huge surprise for people to hear that I was, uh, I was not, a, I was, I was much more of a teacher's pet than a, a trouble uh, for my teachers. But in the same breath, uh, when it came to Thursday and Friday, that first couple of days of March Madness, you better believe I was behind their back streaming every single game, watching every single moment, keeping up with every single second of every game. And um, I just remember, like, it's just a holiday. I, there's no other way to say it. It's like I, I compare that. I mean, it ranks up there with, like, Christmas for me. Just, like, getting to watch all of this basketball, all of this craziness. You have your teams. You have your picks. I mean, I remember all of these you know, crazy upsets that I used to pick. And, you know, you don't really remember the ones that don't hit, but you you remember the ones that hit. So, you know, I picked Stephen F. Austin. I picked Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors got me a win one year. I was pumped. Um, shoot, I think, you know, ironically, I think I had Buffalo when uh, when they beat Arizona. And that was a, that was a big one. Um, you know, this unknown coach. That one played out for you pretty well some sometime down the line yeah. in the future. Playing, playing long ball there. Um, but, yeah, just I, I love this first weekend. I love March Madness. You know, I'm really biased on this, but in the same way, I, I would have said this if I never played college basketball because this is the same opinion I had growing up. You know, March Madness is the best postseason in all of sports. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I, I like even me being in it makes it that much more awesome. But even if I wasn't, I'd be just so pumped right now. I probably have eight brackets filled out by now. Uh, I got to stop you there because eight brackets is too many. Anything more than one is too many. I just wish ESPN would allow me to enter one bracket in multiple groups. Uh, that's something you don't know anything about because you're a college athlete. Uh, hey, Britton, jumping Correct. back into Alabama-specific questions, uh, I'm going to read off a couple of tournament notes. Aaron Jordan just sent the um, media information. Uh, this is tournament appearance number 22 for Alabama in program history and the second in as many years after earning a spot. And last year, Sweet 16 is the number two seed, as we have talked about. Uh, the winner of the Alabama Rutgers uh, or Notre Dame game will advance to face the winner uh, between Texas Tech and Montana State. Uh, that game will be played on Sunday. This is Oates' fifth NCAA tournament appearance as a head coach. Uh, he's also been there in 2016, 2018, 2019 at Buffalo. And this will mark the Tides' second appearance in San Diego. Uh, that'll be played. The game will be played in Aztec Arena. We last played there in 2006 as the number 10 seed. We defeated number seven, Marquette. 90 to 86 before falling to number two, UCLA 62 to 59 in the round of 32. So those are your facts and tidbits here on the Mean Streets podcast presented by Full Moon Barbecue. Uh, looking around the bracket outside of Alabama, what excites you um, as, a, as a player, whether it's a team you've played against or uh, as a fan, a matchup you're really excited about? Um, what are some teams that you've got your eye on that – could make some noise that have possibly been trending in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, before we, before we get there, you know, while we're just talking about teams that, that can make some noise in the tournament, I like to say, you know, uh, they kicked our butts a week and a half ago. I was pretty embarrassed about it at the time, but I mean, the basketball at Texas A&M was playing down the stretch. Uh, 
you know, for the sake of the league and really for the sake of, you know, showing the value of conference tournaments, I, I was really hoping for Texas A&M to be able to get in just with the way they were playing. I mean, uh, obviously Auburn ended up making a really close game, but A&M was in control of that for the first 35 minutes and it wasn't necessarily close. And uh, yeah, double digit Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, then they kicked Arkansas's butt. Uh, and obviously they felt it's going to see today. It's hard to win, you know, four straight games in four straight days. But uh, like, I was almost a little surprised when they did lose at Tennessee and Tennessee is the really probably should have been a two seed was a three seed at the end of it. And um, that said, it, it says so much about what buzz has done with that program. And, and especially in the last month, uh, the way they're competing that I like almost expected Texas to, to win that game. And so, uh, you know, really bummed that they didn't make it. And, um, but yeah, talking about teams going around, you're making me pull the whole bracket right now. No, um, I've got it right here. I mean, I can't screen share with you. I don't want to go down the road too much for us because, uh, again, we're focused on this first game. But just kind of looking at if the top seeds were all to collide and we were able to pull the necessary upsets. Um a sweet 16 date with Duke. Uh, I, I think a, a couple of times on the podcast, I've talked about how I grew up a diehard Duke fan. That would be uh, unbelievably exciting, unbelievably exciting. And then obviously getting a chance to play Gonzaga again would be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I think it's just a very fun game. Uh, the, I think the first one showed it and obviously Alabama fans had a lot of fun that day. Um, but in terms of the stylistically, it's a very fun brand of basketball. Um, you know, looking at Auburn playing Jacksonville State in the first round, I'm not even saying it from an upset standpoint, but just kind of speaking to how great it is for the state of Alabama to have four teams in there. Um, yeah, I think I just tweeted something about it, but just I think that's a new record for the state, and it's a trend that's only going to continue uh, with time. You know, there are a lot of great coaches in the state. Obviously, uh, we both kind of come from playing under or being around the uh, buckyball system. Uh, and so just seeing what he's doing at Sanford, it's only a matter of time before he gets his team and his program there. Uh, but, I mean, there are a lot of just fantastic programs in the state, and it's really – I think this is the healthiest the state of Alabama has been uh, from a basketball standpoint probably ever. So it's really exciting to see all that. But uh, who do you see? I would, I would add on to that that on Friday, so just two days ago from when we are recording this podcast, Alabama started spring football. And spring football brings with it its own excitement and all that. I sent some silly tweet about Nick Saban wearing the same pullover for the 16th year in a row. And, you know, the, the FOGs, the football only gumps ate that up. And they're like, wow, Nick Saban, the greatest, all that stuff. But really, if you're a sports fan in general, you're not paying attention to spring football. Um, Cause you know, the relevance of it right now and what it means, but you're paying attention to basketball in this state and in this region of the country, because you've got some elite teams You've got great players. Uh, Jelly Walker for UAB, one example. Uh, UAB had that, I think it was triple overtime game versus Middle Tennessee State, I believe. Uh, UAB's playing really good basketball. I kind of hate that Auburn and Jacksonville State have to match up with each other in the first round um, purely for the game of basketball in our state. Um, obviously, as a lifelong Gamecock fan and as somebody that's been to a lot of basketball games at Jacksonville state, not necessarily for the Gamecocks, but for Mountain Brook, um, you know, 
I, I'm a I'm a lifelong J. I've got I've got loyalty to JSU. So no doubt. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I think if I were to say, and again, I haven't studied the matchups. You at least made a bracket. So you probably have an idea of like maybe a couple teams that are going to make runs. I I'll say I think the SEC. Uh, in my opinion, I could not be more biased here. I think it was the best league in the country this year, and I think it's going to show it in the next couple of weeks. Um, so I'm not saying just chalk SEC teams, you know, make it as far as possible, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if I, you know, saw more than a couple SEC teams making the lead eight appearance. Um, also, just kind of, you know, you can, I guess I can speak a little bit more on teams that we've played just glancing at the bracket one upset that just looks really intriguing is South Dakota State is a 13 against Providence you know we played that South Dakota State team they can score the basketball and they shoot the lights out of it so you want to talk about the great equalizer and the sport of basketball it is shooting so I would not be shocked if you know Shireman and some of those guys just really get hot and you know give Providence a hard time so uh we'll see but that's kind of one that I have my eye on early a couple upsets I've got my eye on myself. Uh, I've got Iowa State over LSU, a program that is, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of life in it right now. Um, I've got Vermont over Arkansas. I know Arkansas is really good. Arkansas is honestly capable of making a Final Four run, uh, beating Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. I, Vermont's a, it's a good team. I watched them play their conference semifinal conference championship, and a lot of this is based on emotion for me. Um, just being purely a college basketball fan. Um, but shout out to our boy, Daniel Giddens. And uh, I'm taking Vermont over Arkansas in the round of 64. You know, I'll say this about Vermont. When they popped up there, and who knows how that, how that game will end up going. You know, Arkansas is a fantastic team. They got a lot of really good players. Uh, Vermont hasn't just been beating teams in their conference tournament. They have been annihilating teams. You know, I think they won all their games by over 30 points. They beat um, UMBC by 39. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was in the conference championship. So, uh, you know, that's definitely that, – that'll be a popular pick all week because they're just playing great basketball right now. And so, uh, you know, in the same breath, I'll, I'll add that, you know, Musselman all week is going to be talking about how much uh, – Vermont's been beating all of their opponents by and how, you know, this is not a team to overlook at all. So, um, yeah, definitely one of those games where I think Arkansas, if you're in the tournament, I think you're stupid to overlook any team in general. I think, you know, the UMVC showed that a few years ago, but um, I, yeah, I definitely think that Arkansas will be very stupid to overlook that Vermont team. Uh, some Alabama basketball fans may not like this. I've got UAB in the sweet 16. Uh, like I said, Jelly Walker. It's going to carry the Blazers. Um, I've also got Chattanooga over Illinois. I, I've, I went too far in making upset predictions. So, like, I have a ton of upsets. But, I mean, I'm not going to have a perfect bracket. I mean, I probably will, but I may not. So, I'm just going to make picks, you know, like I said, laying on the couch, eating thin mints, doesn't really matter. I'm throwing my picks down. Also, we're rolling with the tide as long as we can. Um, I'm just very excited, but none of y'all came here to listen to me talk about my picks or Britain talk about what he, you know, surprised teams. So Britain, tell us about playing in the NCAA tournament. That's something that you have exclusive experience in. Um, obviously last year was very different with a pandemic, but what is it like to be a collegiate athlete playing in the greatest college basketball, playing the greatest sports tournament 
of all time. Yeah, I mean, kind of like you said, in a sense, it was so different last year that, like, I am so excited about this year and, and kind of getting the more full experience, if that makes any sense. Um, that said, it's really, really fun. I mean, that sounds like an obvious statement, but it's, it's like I would get butterflies warming up, but I know good and well, unless we're up 20-something, which fortunately we were against Maryland, I'm not going to get to play a second of this game. Like, uh, in terms of on the court, I will have no impact on this game. And whether or not I make a shot in warm-ups doesn't really matter. But, like, I, I had a feeling of butterflies just because it's, like, it's here. Like, it, it, it just there's a different air to it. There's a different uh, level of electricity in the building. You know, it's just kind of the vibe's a little different. Cause it's, it's this do-or-die, this uh, thing that's just so exclusive to March Madness, this, this feeling that you have. And, um you know, it's just so fun. Um, ever since we lost, you know, a big reason I ended up coming back is because, you know, no offense to that UCLA team, they were fantastic. They deserved to make that Final Four. But I thought, you know, we were a team last year that was a Final Four team. And not to say that we underachieved or anything else, because it's one of those things that it's like anything can happen in any one of those games. It just wasn't our night. So, does that make us any you know, better or worse or whatever? I don't think it does. But I looked at this year's team and I, I was like, I think we can do everything last year's team did in terms of make the Sweet 16 and more. I think we can go further. And, you know, I still believe that our ceiling is much higher than a Sweet 16. So um, we'll see. We'll see how this works out. But, you know, a big reason I came back is just so I could be a part of a team that made it to March again. And made it to the tournament again and hopefully went on the run. Yeah, fully capable of making the Final Four last year. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, we underperformed. We only made the Sweet 16. But like you said, whatever happens, happens in a game. Sometimes the ball bounces your way. Sometimes it does not. Um, but that is how the cookie crumbles, as they like to say. Also, another upset I've got, Colgate over Wisconsin. That's uh, me kind of being trigger happy on the upsets, but that is something that I will definitely keep my eye on. Thank you for sharing that experience. And I'll say Hinkle Fieldhouse last year was legendary. I was only up there for the Sweet 16, um, and ironically, your parents and I went to Arby's after the loss in overtime versus UCLA, but uh, it was it was something, that's for sure. It was a special feeling, um, and it's still I'm not quite sure why they put fans starting 60 feet up in the air and the broadcasters in the middle of the fans, but you know, that's, that's whatever. That was, that had to be weird. Just witnessing it pandemic style, trying to keep everybody safe, but you know, it, it was, a, it was an interesting experience and, you know, Hinkle is such a cool uh, arena. It is such a cool venue. Uh, <laughs> there's a big part of me that hates that place though. You know, I think both the games we played there, we played awful uh, in terms of, you know, shooting the ball and we couldn't make free throws. It was like, you know, Iona was a struggle win and Iona's a really good team. So it's not take away from them. But uh, and then we finally get to play in the Pacers gym for the second round and we shoot the freaking lights out of the place. I'm like, just let us go back there, please go back to Hinkle where we shot horribly and we shoot horribly again and we lose. And, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, I'll always cherish the fact I got to play there in such a, a legendary venue. But uh, 
it doesn't mean I have to necessarily love the place. I have a lot of rough memories we, there now. So we all would have rather watched the ball go in at what was Banker's Life Field House. And that's yeah. that. If we had played there in the Sweet 16, uh, who knows? Who knows? Well, you then, know, then, then I the went. Then I went for the national championship this year, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast, and we lost the national championship, and I went to the Pacers game two nights before. Like, that was fun. But, I mean, my gosh, I'm never going to Indianapolis to watch Alabama play sports again. I can't do it. Yeah, I was worried we were going to get the Indy draw. You know, we, we did get two wins in Indy. It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. We had a winning record in Indy. Uh, but, you know, I, I was kind of looking to go somewhere other than – the place we live to exclusively for like a month so or what yeah. felt like a month so yeah. all right Britton I asked I'm, you I'm last week but I gotta ago. I gotta ask you now uh what did you get in the SEC suite gift pack this year for 2022 all right so I'm gonna kind of come off as the the lame boomer here for ending up with what I ended up with so I, I ended up getting they you know there are all these different options and you know a lot of the stuff I either had or had no need of. Uh, so I got this very nice vest that has the SEC logo on it and this fairly nice hoodie that has an SEC on it. Like, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. You got a vest? That's yes, how you know. Clothes. That's how you know you're about to graduate college. You're already looking yeah. for clothes you can wear for your no first doubt. job. No doubt. I, I was between those two things and a sound bar. And then I was like, what am I going to use a soundbar for? I think it's just the idea of getting a soundbar sounds cool. And then once I thought through that, I was like, I'll just get the vest and the hoodie. And, um, you know, I'm trying to diversify my uh, clothing a little bit for after this year because about, you know, anyone who's around me for any significant amount of time can kind of speak to this. Uh, about 70% of my attire is strictly, I mean, it is right now, just Alabama stuff and what they give me for, for that. And so, uh, I can't, as much as I love Crimson, um, I'm still going to retain a lot of myself. Um, I will have a lot of beggars at my feet trying to get some of my gear. Uh, Galloway will probably me. get in front of the line. Me, I literally yeah, asked for an SEC fit, tournament you can't fit any of it, but maybe I can get you a pair of socks or something. But well, uh, I guess that's a testament to, I don't know, I'm not 6'3". Yeah, so. yeah just trying to diversify my uh, closet a little bit. I'll so. take a backpack or something, you know? Guess. I need, I'll take like yeah, some type we'll of, see what we can work out. Maybe some pins or like a little notepad I can put on my desk. Well, we'll, we'll see how you're tweeting the next couple of weeks and that might dictate that kind of stuff. Oh my your, gosh. Your by the way, Twitter might kind of by the way, personal, personal note here on the podcast uh, that nobody asked for. I decided I need a, a like work satchel instead of a backpack because when I walk into my job every day, it looks like I'm a high school student walking into the board of education I was like, oh, he's the guest for the day. Like, no, I ha I work there. Like, that's that's where my job is. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna find some type of satchel online. So if you have any Alabama a satchel or something like that, where I can like store my chargers and my computers and my drone and you know cool stuff like that, uh, where I actually look like an adult. Um, you know, Saban's got his like leather Wilson bag. You know what I'm talking about. I, I do. Your problem is has nothing to do with whether or not you wear a backpack or a satchel. It's just the fact that you look like you're 12. And like all that other stuff just kind of accentuates all that, you know, makes you look more and more like a student. And I just think, you know, I, I respect the, because uh, you're right. No, no junior high, high school kid is wearing a satchel to school. 
So I don't think you'll have to worry about being confused nearly as much if you can get that knocked out. But uh, but that would be a – I'd love to see a picture of you with a satchel. That would be great. I mean like a manly American leather satchel, not some little European man bag purse. I'm just thinking about like the hangover. You couldn't catch, you couldn't <laughs> catch me dead with one of those. The hangover. It's a satchel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a satchel. All right. Oh, well, that's good. not what you came here on the Mean Streets podcast either for. Um, yeah. So, so moving forward here, folks, if you're a fan of the Mean Streets podcast, uh, like Zach Pate, uh, our Mean Streets person of the week, uh, we're going to try and do one after every game. You know, the, the season is up for grabs. It's a, it's a win or go home situation here. So we're going to do our best moving forward to have Mean Streets content for you. Um, as soon as possible after the game, uh, in terms of if we if there's a win, hopefully the next day at some point, given Britain's schedule, uh, we will be able to have a, a podcast for you. So kind of keep an eye out for us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Mean Streets Pod. Follow us there. Enter our bracket challenge on SEC Bracket Challenge. Um, that's going to be exciting. The winner is going to get some form of uh, the prize. I don't even know what, but we'll figure it out. So join TBD. our join our ESPN bracket challenge unless you are a um, college athlete like Britain. Also, like maybe you don't get a prize because I don't know with this whole NIL stuff. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll find out what's legal, what's not. Or you could just have pride if you beat if you beat myself in a in a bracket challenge. Um, then good for you. But you have to have Alabama winning as your bracket. That's that's the criteria. Yeah, so, you know, you said you've made a bracket. Who did you have winning your first bracket, William? I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you're being really discreet as if you're not rolling with the tide right now, which, you know, speaks volumes. Honestly. I kind of go round by round, and so I'm, I'm currently oh, okay. making it. Um, I did like a random generator one and I ended up with Purdue. So maybe I'll, I'll have like Purdue making some upsets. I also haven't seen Purdue play a basketball game this year. So that's probably a really bad idea, but so, this is March. So fun, fact, fun fact about Purdue. Uh, it was a kind of a matchup and they're on the opposite side of the bracket. So unless I think we make it to the title game, we're not going to see them. Um, but I loved the idea of us playing them in like a sweet 16 or, whatever type of game they are like number one in the country on offensive efficiency and they're like i, I think this was a couple of weeks ago so it might have changed a little bit and they're like number 116 on defensive efficiency so if we had gotten to play them it would have been the most up and down high scoring game ever it would have been so much fun so you know maybe we both make the title game and who knows but uh well also maybe yeah, you so. don't want me to pick alabama because i picked alabama last year and we lost in the sweet 16 so Maybe if I just like do a random generator and Alabama loses at some point, we're going to win the national championship. All right. But also, right. Also, like saying, hey, who do you have winning your bracket is like saying, oh, who'd you pick first in fantasy? Hey, nobody cares. You know, everybody's got their own opinion. You're not an expert. You're not on ESPN doing this. I'm not an expert. I just know how to export a podcast and put it on SoundCloud. That's why I'm here in the first place. Um, But yeah, go ahead with your question. Um, Let's say you have us getting knocked out in like, I don't know, Sweet 16 or something, and we make the Sweet 16. Will you cheer for us over your bracket? What? Like, why, why would you even I, ask yeah, I just that? Want to make sure. I want to make sure your loyalty is in, in line. I yes. just want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay. I just want to make sure. 
Yes, yes. No, no hands, you, no you've been a fingers sketchy crossed, lately. anything you've been a like sketchy that. Lately. I, I've had to make sure. So no, I know. ain't sketchy. I ain't sketchy. Well, you got a chance to prove it. You got a chance to prove it these next couple of weeks. You know, I went to the Sweet Sixteen uh, last year, and I'll go. I'll go if I, did I can. Too. If it's like I don't know, not all the way across the country in California, it's affordable. Yeah, I'll try and we'll, be there. We'll be. Now, listen, yeah, you know, I think you the, just got to do your part because well, I can drive to New say, Orleans for the Final Four. I'm about to say if we make it to New Orleans, that'd be pretty local. Um, I'll, yeah, uh, could you imagine? I think I think you could squeeze me in on your guest list of tickets. Maybe. We'll see. That'll be a pretty penny. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna go all in on the NIL stuff, but I mean, each of those tickets, I, I'd make sure to. I'd be like, hey, you know, mom, dad, you guys, your tickets are secure because I love you guys. I, I will let you know how much these are worth, um, just you know, for future reference. And so, uh, that would be no. I, I Roger Myers took me to the SEC championship game. I know how much that ticket cost in that seat I sat in. I won't tell you. I'll tell you after we stop recording, but I owe him a lot. I, yeah. I'm in debt to Roger. I'd imagine. I was in debt to Roger before that. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe I could like arm wrestle Mason or something. Figure out who gets the who gets the fourth family ticket. Yeah. Well, shoot. I don't know if Mason would make it to the game. He, he'd be having too much fun in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, but it'll be, Ooh. you know, I, you know, if we made it to the final four, and I look, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're not getting ahead of ourselves here. This is strictly hypothetical. We believe we can do it, but we're not. This isn't a conversation that goes on in the locker room uh, all too often. But uh, the entire city of Tuscaloosa would transport down there. It would be, goodness gracious, people think formal's bad. It would be ridiculous. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's not. It's it's drivable. You get to stop by and see the sights in Mississippi. Um, beautiful place, Mississippi, United States. And hey, uh, you better not. You better not say anything negative about. No, the it's great. great. It's great. I listen. Fluff and I took a whole lot of road trips to Louisiana. We had our fair share of fun. Um, we had a great time, and we we went straight to New Orleans one time. And I boy, I got some stories I could tell you about. Luke Ratliff in New Orleans, Louisiana. He and Harris have a uh, – they had a hate-hate relationship. It was kind of toxic. I have no doubts. I so, have no anyways. Doubts. Anyways. All right, Britton, anything anything else we want to cover before we uh, before we wrap this up and uh, say see you when we see you? I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe have people send me some uh, – this is going to be a business trip, so we'll be locked in. But on the side, anything that's just a must-do in San Diego, if anybody knows anything, uh, don't be afraid to let me know. So uh, yeah, yeah uh, I don't know. Win, really win two know. basketball games, and then after that, you can go see the ship, the uh, USS. They have a pretty cool zoo, don't they? That was no, you know they don't. Visit. They don't because I went there one time. I've been to San Diego. We stayed at Hotel Coronado, and they're famous for their pandas, right? And I'm a big yeah. like pandas are my favorite animal. I'm wearing a Pretty Black cool. and white checkered houndstooth pullover right now. Big, big panda fan. And uh, lame. I mean, like, there's more exciting stuff at the Birmingham Zoo. Love the Birmingham Zoo. But it was extremely underwhelming. So, my favorite animal is a cheetah. Has been since I was, like, four years old. One of the most heartbreaking days of my life. I think I cried when I was six. And I found out that 
the Birmingham Zoo was shipping off their cheetahs to Memphis. Uh, I literally think I cried and like just didn't want to do anything that day. I was like, I was, I was in a mini stage of depression um, for, for like a day because the cheetahs were gone. And I love. Wait, 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 wait! You're telling me Memphis has cheetahs? They did. I don't know. If they still do. That was a joke, but okay. Oh well, we're not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> uh, my okay. brother just texted me, and I don't know the accuracy of this statement. So, but uh, Mason said that Avery Johnson is gonna call our game. Uh, so oh, he's a, called he's called multiple mind. games. That'll yeah, be good. A meeting of the minds. That'll be uh, you know the the past and the present. Can all, I, th- the I think he's called a game before. Am I right about that? I think he probably has at some point, but obviously with it being a, a NCAA game, it's a little, little different. Uh, yeah, that's ironic. Uh, it's a shame Anthony Grant could have made it uh, with Dayton because that would have been a real just every every piece Spider- of – The Spider-Man album. meme. The three-person yeah. Spider-Man meme. Oh, yeah. boop, 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 where they all point at each other. Yeah, That was a well, verbal meme. More differences than there are similarities, at least between the two I know. But – you know, well, if he's good. calling the game, that means we've got a tip time. Let me look it up. Right, please do. 2022. I know you're listening to this podcast and you're like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm listening to your podcast. Oh, I'm going to go back and edit it out. No, I'm not. Let's be honest. Nobody's listening at this point. We're like 40 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> this is, if we're you talking about, at this point, you're a trooper. We're talking about zoo animals in Birmingham and Memphis. 2022. Diego, and then you ruined a dream of mine. Tournament. I can't spell. This is the most fun episode we've had, by the way. Six minutes ago. Oh, we got tip times. All right. Wait. It's giving starting time. Come on. Oh, this is not help. This is not doing me any good. It's giving me starting times for each round. Like, okay, I know it starts at 11 a.m. on Thursday and Friday. You don't have to tell me that. I've been here for a while. Do you have any activity in your group chat? Oh, it's something we can talk about while you're looking this up. Tom Brady coming back. Thoughts? Did you see that? Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, you know, good for Tom Brady, but Tom Brady doesn't have any SEC championships. Yeah. What do you think about that, Paul? You know, I the thing about Brady is, and I've never liked Brady. Um, last year, Tyler Barnes finally, I told him before the Bucks went on that run, I was like, you know, if Tom Brady finds a way to win the Super Bowl, I'll admit he's, he, he's the GOAT. Sure enough, beat all the teams that I said that he wouldn't beat. So I, I see her and t- say he's the GOAT. But, uh, uh, you know, I Part of me feels bad for that guy because I think his life is literally football. I mean, I, I just think he has completely lost out the game of football. So, uh, you know, it's good for, for good for the game that he's back. But uh, dude couldn't wait more than forty days to come out of retirement. So, no. Uh, hey, we have uh, we have source Gaines Belcher from our, our Bama Hoops group chat and group me uh, three fifteen Friday afternoon tip, which means like what one fifteen twelve fifteen in California time. Um, yeah. So I'll get off work early, three fifteen Friday, and uh, we're good to go. I don't know where you found that, but so that's exciting. Yeah. 
We'll roll tide. Should be a, a fun roll week. tide indeed. Hopefully I'm gonna see if I can. <laughs> Brian Passing tweeted not to going off the rails. <laughs> I know Brian Passing tweeted not today, old friend. It's the NIT selection show tonight from eight to eight thirty. Going on now, but we're recording the Main Streets podcast because we're going to the NCAA tournament for the second time in two years. Yeah, no doubt. It was, it was great coming into Selection Sunday with no um, no concerns. Because, you know, we talked about last year. Last year was fantastic. This year, this year was relatively great. Um, let's talk about my freshman year for a second. You were talking about a bad Selection Sunday. Yeah. You know, well, year. we got that famous picture of John Petty. Well, my freshman year, we didn't even have, like, <laughs> we had no party. We didn't have a plan. We didn't have uh any sort of because because we thought we probably were out but like we didn't really know for sure so um oh wait that was my freshman year we got the picture of John your Pat. freshman year y'all made it and i was gonna take a picture of jp but my freshman year we didn't make it we had the second team out we were right on the bubble and uh watching that was pretty excruciating you know just kind of every every 10 11 or 12 seed that got in that wasn't us you just kind of feel it drop and your stomach like oh man it's not gonna be it and and then we put on the performance of a lifetime against Norfolk State. So, uh, what a great week that was. Yeah, on the that was a dandy. Side, we talk about how great, that, how much I love Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament. We we finished our season Wednesday night. So, uh, I got to make my bracket and enjoy March Madness. That year. <laughs> you only had to skip the first two rounds. All right, Charlie Potter on Twitter. Alabama's round one game, either against Notre Dame or Rutgers, will tip off at 3.15 p.m. Central on TNT, Lisa Byington, Steve Smith, Avery Johnson, and Lauren Shadhai uh, will be on the call from San Diego. Yes, that is Avery Johnson. It'll be a tale of multiple broadcasters. Avery Johnson <laughs> calling the game of the Crimson Tide. Nate Oates will be coaching. Britton Johnson will be playing. Uh, go tell Coach High. I know you will. That'll be exciting to see him again. Yeah. It will be it will be great to see Coach AB. I haven't seen him in forever. So uh could give him a hug and kinda, you know, at the time we I was a freshman now that I'm kind of the senior on on the way out, it'll be kind of uh funny to have kind of it's full circle, you know. It's full circle. I'm gonna use that as our quote. Uh all right, Britton, you got the last word. This is the Mean Streets Podcast presented by Full Moon Barbecue. I'm William Galloway. You can follow us on Twitter at Mean Streets Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram at Mean Streets Pod. It is tournament time. We will be seeing you again at some point, hopefully very soon. Um, Britton, last word. Take it away. Exciting week. Let the madness begin. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs>